man don't like to get mixed up. Mix up, mix up. By pushing me mountain, something I Hello do. and welcome to the mix up. My name is Kyle and I'm here with Sean. Yellow. And Sam. Hello. And we are doing our last uh, sort of special episodes or month, our last episode in the month, I guess. We have covered uh, our favourite and best uh, first tracks on an album. We have covered our favourite best last tracks. And we talked last week about our favourite and best title tracks. This week is a little bit harder, I reckon. Um, it is our favourite or best hidden tracks on an album or secret tracks. I don't really know what the best term for it is and I'm not really sure how to define it. I guess, I don't know if anyone wants to uh, jump in after I say this, but I guess in my head I just kind of defined it as a song on the album that is clearly definitive but doesn't have a track listing or name. Mm. That that fair to say? Yeah. Well, that, I think that's a, a very kind um, kind of way of doing it because, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Carl. Well, apparently, I always thought of a, a hidden track as being a song at the end of the album, which where there was a gap and then the song came in, right? Yeah. Is that whatever else for? That's, well, yeah, but yes and, if it's unlisted, yes no, but... then uh, it does the same thing, doesn't it? Because you're like, oh, well, I've listened to all 12 tracks uh, and then two appeared out of nowhere or something. There's a couple of like famous ones from when we grew up, though, right? That don't happen at the end, isn't there's there's um there's one on the Queens of the Stone Age album, right? Uh, that I remember being on there. Can't remember what it's called or mosquito weird. song. Maybe it's there's that. some in the there are yeah. some that just appear in the middle of songs. Yeah, the one of theirs just appears in the middle. There's two on that album, but that's uh, I but I think that's just uh, like I think that's just somebody showing off. Well, well I, I, I always just thought it came at the end of the album, to be honest. But apparently I was completely wrong. And it's always it's just to do with what is the perceived length of the track and then something that comes after with a period of silence, as far yeah. as I can gather. But yeah. not the sound so that, of silence. That's, <laughs> that's, an that's a fair track. assessment. Do you, do you guys then, because I was thinking about this really, like... I thought it was an interesting suggestion from Sean. And I know Sean was like, oh, I don't know, it'll be difficult. Maybe it's not a good idea. But I thought it was quite an interesting sort of thing to think about because I was thinking, well, am I actually bothered? Do I like hidden tracks? And I think I don't like the idea of it in that if the song is good enough, just give it a name and put it on the album. Mm. I don't really understand the whole point of... now. There are some good tracks which I found and which we'll talk about. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys have the same. Or oh, I have. I have at least five. I think. I think they've like because if we're saying to ourselves, "What's the purpose of it?" It's lost its sort of purpose since you don't have a you don't play records anymore or CDs uh, and yep, the stream stuff. Absolutely so, right. Yeah. So like yep. you know, when I think there was a bit of a fad for it in the nineties, right? When you when there CDs was big came time, in, yeah. but when we were growing up, like it seemed like loads of just shit bands had it at the end right because a few good bands have done it I've, I wrote, I, this week I read a quote from R.E.M. I can't even remember the name of the song that's hidden on the album where they were like oh everyone else was doing it this is an album that came out in the 90s everyone else was doing it so we thought why not we give it a go and it's just sort of like mm, if that's the attitude you have just don't do it do you know what I mean Like, so you kind of think of it as being inherently pretentious then I, I guess I do but not like not not like offensively yeah, so I, 
No, exactly. Just a little bit. I just yeah, I'm not, not putting words in your mouth, bro. Sorry. It's like Sean says, you're just kind of following the fad, right? And I just, I think that's kind of what well, I have the issue with. Well, I mean, um, that's that's fine. But um, I've actually found an entire album which meets the entire criteria of this. What, so it's all hidden? Yep. <laughs> that's a good. That is a good place to start. Then, after, Go on, then. Uh, yeah. After, uh, sorry to, it's, you know, it's a good fulcrum for that's, the whole episode. That's, that's incredible. I I, I'm really looking forward. Like, to this. After Sunny and Sure's first album, there was still tape rolling. Uh, so, Doctor John, Gri Gri. Yeah, I mean that is not just a hidden track, but a hidden album. And it's uh, better than Sunny and Cher. Yeah, I I hate to. It's a technicality. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with your point. I mean, I mean, why, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know Sam. Would it count? Does it? Does it actually come? Because it would only count if uh, Sonny and Cher well, released yeah, that album. If you <laughs> yeah, of course, it doesn't count. Of course, it doesn't count. We're just having a discussion about. about it's really bullshit. cool. Yeah, it's a cool thing. So um, definitely. I mean, I actually have some uh, examples of hidden tracks which I think are really great. Um. The uh, best one, I think, uh, the Mosquito song on uh, Songs for the Death by Queens of Stone Age. But uh, obviously that was only released on CD, but that is my favourite of all the hidden songs. Um, France by the Libertines. Yeah, I had that on my list as well. I think that was... Yeah, yeah, that was... When I picked this out, I think that was probably the one I was thinking of. Because that was like... Yeah, but weirdly... That was already released on like a Demos album. Yeah, but but that Demos album really was like because i remember when that coming out and like you and dean were really into it like fans knew it but not like the wider public right mm. so i think it counts and is it a little bit different because loads of the songs that ended up on um ended up on that second libertines album were demos anyway weren't they that they yeah I, I i think the libertine should have just done well you know like with oasis how he blatantly wrote like uh, definitely Moby and what's sorry Mondori and all of the uh, B sides that ended up on uh, the B sides album. Oh, what is it called? The Master Plan. No. Yeah. No, sorry. Right. Yeah. So all of those should have just it should have just been another album called that and forget it. Oh yeah. So there's loads of new songs from the legs of They should have been three Libertines albums, which is those, like, right? Oh yeah, maybe. Really? Yeah. But then I thought France was a nice. Uh... Nice little ending to that album, you know. So it's a pretty little acoustic number. I think it counts. I think if you're being like just really kind of, uh, sort of just logical, not logical, just sort of like really just cut off about it, right? If it doesn't, if it doesn't have a name on the album and it's not got a number, then it's a hidden track, right? <clears throat> I think it counts. I think the most famous one probably from our generation, arguably, I guess, is Nirvana, right? On the end, that's nameless. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which I I listened to earlier. Yeah, and uh, yeah, really didn't enjoy it very no, much. No, it's not. It's not a good. It's not a very good song. And then there's the other one that's listed and, and the... uh, on on in utero, but actually just comes at the end of all apologies. Yeah, yeah. Like endless it, endless think... nameless is interesting because it's kind of like it's almost like yeah, I get why you just left the tape rolling and recorded this at the end and you haven't bothered it's just like a jam right exactly because it wasn't really that good and it comes at the end of something in the way right which is an absolutely brilliant song and it's like um it in actual fact in that instance i would say it's just a really famous uh example of this but i would actually say it, it kind of ruins the end of the album if you stay there and listen to that 
Cut it well, off. Well, I was thinking earlier, do you remember when you used to burn CDs for your mates? Yeah. yeah. In, in fact, uh, Sean borrowed, uh, not trying to put Sean in court now, but Sean borrowed uh, Nevermind from a Lusham library and lent it to me. And then I burned it on and burned it onto Rabbi CD. We did a lot of that. And uh, I was, and I was wondering, yeah, loads of that, mate. Uh, fucking hell, we in jail for years. And I was thinking, why the fuck does the last track last for fifteen minutes? <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember having the same thought when I was a young man. So yeah, you remember that? Sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, but yeah, you, but you did that a lot with albums, didn't you? You'd look at them and you'd be like, "What's going on here?" I don't. I think you have a valid point about if it's such a great song. Well, I don't understand leaving. Okay, I can understand leaving Ennis Nameless off an album because it's not pretty great. I guess my point but, is to just don't do it. Well, if you want well, to have a jam, France, that's fine. But just don't. Well, do it. Fr- France not being on an album. France is better than any of the songs on Libertine's second album, anyway. Mosquito Song is as good as any of the songs on Songs of Death. And there are other sort of weird examples, like, um, you know, English Rose by The Jam. Yeah, I had that on my list, yeah. But that's in the middle. Yeah, apparently. But he hated exactly. it, didn't he, Weller, apparently? Yeah, yeah. that's ridiculous. Mm. That is a great song. He didn't like the lyrics as well. But, but now, it, I, like, yeah. I didn't realise that was an extra track, but now it actually makes sense. Like, if you listen to the album and how it fades in, it doesn't sound like it's meant to, uh, meant to you know, just continue on. It's It sounds like it's an extra track, doesn't it? If you listen to the fade, yeah, I wouldn't say like I, I actually don't. I'm not a massive fan of the jam, really. I'm a bit of a. I like a town called Madison. That's about it, really. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, me neither. But, is, but that is, is a great is. song. Yeah, it's, it's, it was fine. I was listening to it because I was intrigued when it said that he didn't like his own lyrics, so he kind of wanted to leave it off. But they put it on anyway, so I was sort of listening to it, and it's fine. Like it's whatever. But like, I, I almost think that's it's even worse than what I was saying before. Like if it's just a bit of a bad song or a lot of something that's not very good just leave it oh off. no i don't think he, if, i don't think you, it was he, but he it, didn't like it no no no, no. I, I think he was like well that's what i read he said he no said no he i think you misunderstood because it was like he was like the lyrics were too personal to me so i thought i'd just leave it on there oh okay i thought you said he didn't like the lyrics all right no, fine. I, I think i think it was an issue of credibility okay but it's still this still thing well, if anything this supports that that will support this point even more it's like well if you think it's genuinely a good song then why are you hiding it? I don't really get that. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Um, yeah. I think it was more to do with the sequencing on the album, maybe. Maybe I just think again. That's to me. That's quite a pretentious thought process to have. I don't know. I, I think th- if you, I think it. Like, I don't think it's. Pre- I, th- I Sorry, think they wanted to leave it on, but the rest. Of, if you listen to the rest of the album, it's all sort of like their, you know, their sort of jam sound where it's like funky punk type stuff. And, uh, it just you know, like it's just the one acoustic song that's on there, so maybe I was just yeah. like this doesn't fit with anything else we're doing. They, yeah, and then he ended up going in that. Call it a bonus track. Yeah, he ended up going through, going in that direction anyway. But well, put exactly put whatever songs there are. Put at the end bonus track, and it's a bonus track. I just I don't really understand. Can I the can point I and... bring up the one? This is punk relevant, but the one that I think is genuinely the the greatest uh, secret. Well, secret un- yeah, unlisted of course, track. Scott. Train in Vain by The Clash. Yes. Uh, yes, I was thinking this because uh, apparently it was added to it at the last minute and uh, it wasn't on the album originally. I didn't know that. Yeah, but now it, like, it's confusing yeah, you... for everyone else because it's now listed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. On Spotify but I... and that, right? Because yeah. like, Mosquito do, do Song we... appears on Spotify, but... doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So the thing is, with 
I suppose, Sean, I mean, I think that is blatantly the best one of everything we just said. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, there's some others, but I think that's going to be like probably the top contender. Kyle, do you like that song? I don't know, but uh, to be honest with you, <laughs> I, I think like I have, I don't really have that strong a feeling to like. It's like I'm saying at the start, I don't really have that strong a feeling to the whole concept, so I'm not particularly that bothered. I found some interesting kind of like little cases, um, for example, that I thought were okay. Uh, there's the cover version of Big Yellow Taxi by Counting Crows. That's some hidden song on their album, Hard yeah, Candy. But that's, and it's also that's, the biggest selling. So it's not very. Yeah, I agree. It's also the biggest selling. The reason I liked the thing is because it's the biggest selling. Um, or sorry, not biggest selling. That's the wrong way of phrasing it. Got the highest chart uh, of that cover of that song, and there's been like 10 million covers of it. Yeah, right? that is quite impressive, so quite actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other little corner cases I found, Sean, you'll know more about this. I kind of read it really quickly. Mm. Was um, the Smiths? This charming man only appeared on so, the so, American so, release of the album. Yeah. Um, so did you guys? You guys did the same Google I did. Well, this is yeah, the, this is the thing I was going to bring up because this is the thing like um, Sam was saying about Doctor John. Does the does the Clash's US version of their first album count as an entire hidden track then? Because almost every well, exactly, track is different. It, it's a rearrangement of the album for a commercial audience. Mm, it's weird. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah, uh, no, no. The Smiths' "Charming Man." is probably my favourite Smiths song. Maybe uh, like we're equal with "There's a Light That Never Goes Out." The other really fun one I kind of found was, um, which I thought was funny, was um, the "Rembrandt's I'll Be There for You" was not actually on the album, and I think mm. that's a case of. They had an album. They they gave this song to friends. The theme the theme song to friends. Released an album not with that on it, and then were like, "Oh shit!" The only reason everyone's buying our album is because of that song. <laughs> so they had to like throw it on, and I thought that was quite funny because it's like, well, you clearly I, I, weren't that I good think, or bad. <laughs> I think we didn't establish the criteria, but I mean, I mean, I think I don't that, think the cri- I don't know if that's that's not hidden, have, but it's know. an extra it's an extra thing, isn't it? It's like it's now on the album because it was. Well, well yeah. Also, I was uh, talking earlier. And uh, it's all about how people consume music now. If you don't consume it on a vinyl, like Train in Vain wasn't there originally unless you waited. Yeah. So I think Train in Vain is probably the best hidden track in that classical sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Do you wanna, Sean, you had, you had the most. Do you want to reel off a few? That you well, had? I had a few other. Well, well let's see. Let's uh, let's go to the contentious ones first, right? So the Majesty. I, I was gonna. You, yeah, yeah. Button. I was gonna bring up that, but that's like I thought. Uh, I bring up the Beatles and but I don't like that song. I don't know if Sam likes that song, Her Majesty. That's no, cack. Yeah. Oh, it's rubbish. Yeah. Uh, and what, and uh, is that like the earliest example that we can? Well, think? I think all the examples? Beatles like tape loops and the Rolling Stones had a few, but I don't really know them. So, uh, like the Beatles have that little like tape loop at the end of Sgt. Pepper's, and then they did it again on what was it, Revolver or the White Album? One of them. Sam probably knows better than me. But um, it's just it's just Abbey Road and uh, Sergeant uh, Peppers. The other contentious one, right? And I don't know if this counts because I think it's like a Rembrandt situation. Is that now the first Stone Roses album always includes Fool's Gold? Uh, yeah. See, uh, no, no, that doesn't count as a track because that's an extra added to a reissue of the album. Yeah, that's that's different, isn't it? Right? Because it's that's got fair, re- no? it's got reissued and then they put it. Is on that there. is that a fair point? Yeah, oh yeah, but I was wondering if like. If, like if the rem- the Rembrandt thing, no, no, just be like no, Fool's Gold no, is part of the me, album. For me, yeah. No, no, but for me, a hidden track 
implies it's, a degree of intentionality. Yeah, and also I or, or like they have to they have to want it to be part of the album. They have to want it to be in track. I think um, at sense. least I think at least it shouldn't have a number and a name, right? Yeah, I, I that's, actually that's think the thing. I actually think by our own criteria, mm. what are we talking about? I think the Nirvana song Endless Nameless should be the winner this week. Based on the criteria we're talking about, mm, yeah, but we no. haven't we haven't got to the end yet. Wait, no, I no, don't, no, we haven't. I don't think we so. No. I, I, no, no, okay, no. okay. So no, no, there's I a better think... one to me. There's a better I, one. I think because that's just not a good song. It's not even a song. No, 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 no it's not. It's a piece of shit. I listened to it this morning. <laughs> but no, I think in terms of like talking about what hidden track should be or what mm. it is. It it's crap and something that shouldn't be left off. Then yeah, they nailed it. Sean gone. Well, yeah, a few more things that weren't listed, right? So, uh, um, listed tracks. Yeah, the, yeah they weren't <laughs> listed tracks. So Dr. Dre on the Chronic, bitches ain't oh, shit what? isn't listed. Yeah. So bitches ain't shit. That's with, probably um, like Snoop you know Dogg pushed up there. Track. I don't know if you guys agree mm-hmm. with that one. That one. That one's a big tune. Big tune. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. I think that's that's going with a shout. Uh I don't know if either of you listened to the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Yeah, she's got a cover yeah, on it and she can't, can't take my I don't you, think that's which... that good though, Sean. That that to me is the worst on the album. Yeah, but it became so popular that she has to she had to list it. Yeah. So I don't know if that yeah. would <laughs> I love how contentious this is, by the way. I just love that. That song to me is perfect no, as no, it was. I don't, it no, doesn't no, need contentious, Lauren, Lauren contentious in terms of like what we actually think it is. Well. Yeah, yeah. So one like I don't know if this all counts either, but like uh, on the on Pearl Jam's ten, uh, they're like mm-hmm. the intro and the outro aren't listed, but they are an actual song called Master Slave, and they they're they're a nice bookend to the each of the albums. So I don't know if. That one might actually like if we're if we're being really strict, that might count. That does count, I think, because that's and in fact that's it's quite a clever little idea, right? To have a song that's kind of cut in and the rest of the album sandwiched in between it. I I mean, and I love that album. Me and Sean have done an episode on that album, but I still maintain it's, it's quite very nice. it's quite a pretentious thing to do, and I don't know if I have a lot of time for it. I think this is I think that's my my problem with the whole process. I think it, it works like, for that album, but I don't yeah. Know. The other one I had on there uh, was like the the final one probably is um, I think Kyle will probably know this but Sam might not Damien Rice on the end of O so I quite like Prague and I like uh, Lisa Hannigan doing Silent Night and I think those are like actually genuinely quite good songs they're really nice yeah, yeah they're really so nice that's... she's got a lovely voice as well yeah and they're not listed either so I think they count no yeah I had um, I had a thought I had a thought with like, like Slipknot on their last on their two most recent albums have done this thing where it 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 keeps like there's like nineteen tracks or something and it keeps ticking over and it's just there's like stuff going on in the background or it will be either like something with the mixing or it will be you know sound effects or it be some kind of like singing or a little bit it'll be like all random stuff but it's all quite quiet I guess after sort of a mayhem of the album and I was thinking about that but. I just think it's a whole load of it's five six minutes that's not needed. I yeah. was thinking about it how like I'm sitting in a car. Well, uh, this is the first time, not the first time. Sorry, I was listening to it in a car and that happened. And I was driving on the motorway and I was like, I wanted to change the CD, but it was really busy. And I was like, oh, I've just got to listen to this. Well, this is <laughs> the thing know? as and well. Like... And it's like I don't know about you guys, but like how how many times 
I mean, maybe this was different because you wouldn't listen to the whole albums. But how many times would you listen to like the seven minutes you had to wait between the end of uh, end of an album and the? Uh... Well, no, I I I used to get annoyed trying to copy albums for friends, and you know, fuck me, Nirvana, hurry up. Did <laughs> Did you have any uh, more, Sam? When I said France and its name is Mosquito Song, Her Majesty, Train in Vain, um, English Rose. Um, to be honest, I mean, I thought the big hitters were uh, Train in Vain, English Rose, and uh, and France, really. So I, I had Doesn't a couple quality. more, I, and again, I'm not really bothered. I'm saving my favourite till last. Sean already knows what it is. I think I might have mentioned it already last week, Sam, so you might know what it is. But the couple other ones that I found... Um, one of them I actually do like. I think it's a decent song. It's on that Deftones album, The Moan, which I, the song's called The Moan. Sorry, I think that's a pretty good song. Um, again, though, no, why do it? Just it's a song, Deftones. Just put it on the album, you know. <laughs> uh, Nine Inch Nine Inch Nails had a cover of uh, Physical by Ad, the Adam and the Ants song Physical, but it's not on an album. It's on an EP, so I don't know if that really counts. But it's a well, pretty well, good I suppose, cover. I suppose the whole- the whole thing for me would be between having the guts to have the guy dichotomy between what you're going to put on the album and what you're going to put as a hidden track. So I my vote is for English Rose by The Jam. Yeah. My last in one... In terms of how good it is. My favourite one, uh, my favourite one by A Country Mile of all the stuff I wrote that I guess actually count because, like I say, if if... Like this charming man is a better song, but it doesn't really count, I guess. But um, oh, I have two more. The other one, last one, I'll just be interested to see what you think. I think it's an interesting corner case again. But my favourite song is the Papa Roach one, Tightrope, which mm. I don't even know if it's called Tightrope. I think people just gave it the name Tightrope. So it comes at it doesn't come at the end of the album. I think it's the second to last song. Maybe the maybe not even maybe it's the third last song, Thrown Away. And Thrown Away is this really heavy, heavy, even for Papa, Papa Roach, went especially heavy metal. It's a really heavy song. And then there's like this kind of quiet, and it's a little bit of like sound in the background, background sound. And it goes into this, what is just, uh, for want of a better term, a reggae song. It's Papa Roach doing reggae. It's yeah, really I remember that, that album and like being like, oh, yeah. this is weird. Like, cause that was one of the ones where you were like, Ah, oh, I've discovered something when you just left it on. Yeah, because also like it doesn't go completely silent, so you can kind of leave it. And also, I really like it because it's so much different to anything else on the album. I think that's really cool. It's also not at the end, which I think is even better. And I actually like, um, I quite like the lyrics of it, and I like the whole feel of it in general. I think they do it really, really well. And to the point where I'm like, ah, oh, it's a shame they never kind of explored that because I think they like the Papa Roach bass player. Is I think quite underrated. I think he wrote all basically all their fucking songs. And when you listen to him on a song like that, it's pretty decent. You'll find that a lot of bass very... players write a lot of the songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think it's I think that's a very personal thing. And and like Sean's alluded to, it's something like as a kid, I was kind of like, oh, what the hell is this? And this is really cool, right? But still goes back to what I was saying that I think I don't know if it really is a special thing because everyone was doing it at that time. And I just think it's just people jumping on the bandwagon, right? The so that would have my vote, although I, I totally accept that I would be outvoted. I'm also, like I said, not that bothered. The other one that I find quite interesting is um, Public Enemy 
on their fifth album, Music in Our Message. Um, it's the, there's a thing called Ferocious Soul. Do you guys know this one? No, I don't think so. No, I don't, mate. So, I was... I must confess, I, I didn't know this until this week, but I was reading about it in my sort of research of this thing. And they were released... This album got released sort of as a sort of answer back to what was being, at the time, kind of like this... Uh, the gangster rap, which obviously became very, very popular and still is, right? Um and in it it's just like a kind of drum track in the background and Chuck D is just kind of like sort of almost not rapping essentially but kind of talking over the top of it basically basically saying how he knows this album's not going to be very popular how it's going to be a massive like um, sort of backlash to it because of what they're trying to say in it and blah 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 and, it, and, and then that's what exactly happened so I thought that was really really interesting I think it's kind of like it's almost the end of that classic Public Enemy era, right? 1994, this album came out. Um, and I, I I really enjoy that kind of... It's like a, a weird kind of passing of the baton, but they've done... It's a very angry way of doing it. <laughs> but yeah. um, I think that album is really underrated just because the other albums were so good and they were so different, you know, Fear of a Black Planet. And so big as well. It, exactly. They like so like they, But this this album actually is a really good album it's got really interesting like um lyrics and things to talk about on it and probably still relevant today so i thought that was an interesting one but i would argue that's probably the most interesting one i found <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird phenomenon isn't it yeah i'm glad it stopped yeah like but, I'm but I'm, I, think, I feel like you could probably do it really well if you held back one of your best songs to be a se- an actual hidden track, but nobody seems to have well, done it. It's strange, like... A strange thing with the uh, the Bettines and the Clash is why do that? Yeah, but I mean, they're the sort of bands where they have quite a lot of like those albums had a lot of good songs on them. So, if we if we're going to be fair to the Clash, right? Do you think it was literally just a case of they just they suddenly wrote a song, but the album was coming out? Oh shit, we'll throw it on the end, but all the art, all the art. Well, I mean, was that was already a double album, so I reckon yeah, I reckon they'd like. Uh, I I reckon they were like in the studio. They were like, let's just keep writing, and we'll. We yeah, can, we'll all the artwork was done yeah. for the album, and they yeah. were like, oh, but we got. And they were like, yeah, we yeah. got to release that. Dif- different, different Go. time in it, different time. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, I mean, in in terms of the Libertines, I mean, that makes no sense. And I think they no, might I think have. Uh, the Libertines were just following the trend at the time, yeah. right? I reckon what it. might have. I happened. saw loads of shit cases, right? Like Razorlight and things yeah. like that. You know, I, I can't remember if it was this album or not, but the the Clash and Kate Bush were recording albums at the same time. I think it might have been London Calling and Kate Bush's mm. first album. And they like there was an interview where the Clash were like, "We were really distracted by this uh, attractive woman in the other studio." So I reckon that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, like Kate yeah, Bush distracted right. them. Yeah, he, she was like singing Wuthering Heights, and they were like, oh, let's, "Let's go, lads." <laughs> oh. Oh man, uh, yeah, I I think it's been. I think this is a really it's it's an interesting thing. I'm glad, like I say, I'm glad it's kind of not a thing anymore. I think this is probably a benefit of Spotify and Apple Music that we don't have to that bands don't feel the need to do that anymore. Yeah, because I just don't really see the point. I know I've said that enough times. I think there's some good examples of it and there's some little fun kind of cases and um, some interesting songs that are different to the rest of the album. But I just think, no, like, 
there's a such a thing as bonus tracks you can do that there's a such a thing as b-sides especially back in those days you can do that like i don't really get it and i think it was an interesting thought process because i've never really thought about it before yeah. like i've just kind of you know i listen to something at the end of an album if it pops on or like the papa roach one i guess is a good example and i'm like oh that's really good but when i sort of really dial down and think about it, i'm like why be pussies about it just are you worried that because it's a reggae thing you're gonna alienate all your metal fans just put it on the damn album yeah. what's wrong with you i mean i think the you nice know? thing that happens now is that it does end up happen- like you get a lot of albums that are cross genre or you get stuff like like i know we've talked about this before that leanne the havas album that came out last year and she put that radiohead cover on there because it had been like a live uh like a live favorite for like years yeah um, so that yeah, is like great. nice stuff that's happening like that now instead of like oh well where yeah, just scared. do it so yeah yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm happy to go with Train in Vain. I'm happy to go to Jam 1. I, I, I'm not particularly... I don't I don't have a dog in this fight. I think Train sense. in Vain is probably like <laughs> the best example of a, like a genuine... like It could be like a hit single, even if you don't like it. It could be a hit single, and it's an unlisted track. So, I don't know. What do you think, Sam? Sounds good to me, bro. <laughs> so we had, uh, remind me, number one was, uh, so our opening track on, the, I guess, like a little mix-up EP would be Gimme Shelter, um, followed by our, uh, what was it, what would it be? This, I guess, it could be the title track, which was, what did we pick in the end? <laughs> I <can't> remember. <laughs> what was it? Oh, my God. That's got right my head. Sam, do you remember? Title track. Yeah, what did we pick? No, again? no, of course not. <laughs> did we pick Exodus? Did I convince you or did we go with something else? Uh, I feel like you didn't convince us. No. But... I think I had Sam on my side. It doesn't matter. The, I know the last one was the end. Yeah. By the doors. So we had something the in the middle. Of Trade in Vain. <laughs> 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 the title track was the biggest kind of contentious one I think we had. Uh, this one is what it is, really. Uh, I think it was a fun exercise, but I'm not that bothered. And then we'd have uh, we'd have just a lot of filler in between all of those songs, right? Yeah, yeah well, it'd just be us talking yeah. and shit, right? Yeah. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, boy! All right. Well, listen. Uh, we don't really know what we're going to do doing next month, so we haven't yet to discuss it. So you're just going to have to tune in and find out. Um, it's been a lovely, lovely month because we haven't had to listen to absolute dog shit. Uh, which has been exactly which has been beautiful which we're just exploring things we like but we're going to be back on the grind you know in the trenches as uh, as jules would say um <laughs> I wonder what he was fucking though yeah <laughs> <laughs> so on that uh please make sure you follow the mix up at on twitter the mix up podcast and on facebook at the mix up you can email us at the mix up at email.com um and it is a goodbye from sam Goodbye. Goodbye from Sean. Laters, people. Uh, Goodbye from me, Kyle. Everybody have a great week. I man don't like to get mixed up. Mix up, mix up. By pushing me mountain, something I can't do.
logic has been forgotten This world where what matters most comes from a 14 year old girl Well we really can about your one damn thing Jumping on a bandwagon with a tune you don't sing Cause you're really going nowhere with your Facebook post Don't know jack about it all, maybe it's a hoax I've just had enough from the YouTube celebrity Cause it's a little boy living at one, two, three Fucking bird. 